Le meraviglie in questa parte di universo Sembrano nate per incorniciarti il volto E se per caso dentro il caos ti avessi perso Avrei avvertito un forte senso di risolto Un grande vuoto che mi avrebbe spinto oltre Fino al confine estremo delle mie speranze Ti avrei cercato come un cavaliere pazzo Avrei lottato contro il male e le sue istanze Thanks for joining me on the Serie B podcast here on the Valiant 33 Network, where we talk to Calcio. Uh, today, though, it's actually just me, Evan, here to chat with you a little bit about the upcoming season. Sorry we haven't got this out to you sooner. Plenty going on in the summer. Scott is actually away on a little family vacation, so happy travels to him. And you may have heard me talking with uh, the boys over on the V33 pod about the Rhinos here in Rochester. So got that keeping uh, keeping our interest locally. But with the Calcio kicking off over in Italy, uh, including the opening round of the Coppa Italia this past weekend, might touch on that a little bit later, uh, and the Serie B and, and Serie A seasons right around the corner. Had to get on the mic here for just a bit uh, because there's so much to talk about. I'm sure we'll only get to a tiny bit here. This is actually my third attempt at this, believe it or not, due to technical issues, surely no user error involved. So this one is going out to the world, come hell or high water. Sucheda, Quelke, Sucheda. For starters, uh, it's a transfer season, so plenty of excitement comes with that. Uh, hopes for our favorite teams kind of spike and crash with every Fabrizio Romano tweet. Got uh, plenty of people on the edge of their seats. I listen, but I can only stand this is so much of it. So now that I'm getting excited, uh, I'm, I'm refreshing my Twitter feed a little bit more frequently, and uh, my ears are perking up at some tasty rumors here. So while not everything is settled, and I'm sure there's still many moves yet to be made, before we get to the beginning of this season, we're going to kind of use that as a backdrop to give a quick preview uh, of every team. I'm going to try to hit on everyone, and I've got it grouped uh, in kind of tiers here as a way of making sense out of the, 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 the league. Someone actually asked today to, to myself and a few other Serie A fans, I want to get into the league. Who should I root for? So we, uh, we went back and forth and, and, and gave some background on some of the teams, but it got me thinking on like how to, you know, look at a new league or if, if it's new to you, look at 20 new teams and just make sense out of them a little bit. So I'm going to go through and those, those tiers kind of explain why I, I am thinking of them this way and, and talk about the transfers, what's changed and uh, some, some expectations for the season. So from the top, the first tier are the elites. I have three teams in this tier. I have Juve, Milan, Inter, uh, so Milan, I'll start with them being uh, last year's champions. The big addition for them uh, is the recent signing of Charles de Ketelier, a uh, young Belgian player, comes from uh, Club Bruges, kind of a tall, lanky, skilled type player who will play uh, an attacking midfield, possibly a right wing role um, to really add to their creativity and drive. It seems like a really good signing. Uh, I, I know they're really excited about him. Um, and besides that, though, not too much has changed. They brought in uh, Divac Origi, 
uh, on a free transfer, saw Frank Kessie uh, leave. Um, so that could be an important role that they're 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 yet to really fill. Um, they have this young core uh, that if they're going to repeat uh, and challenge again for for the Scudetto, it's going to have to come from the growth of a lot of their young players. Uh, they have Tonali, Diaz, Calabria, Kalulu and Tomori in the back, Leao, Mannion in goal. Um, they did incredibly well last year, possibly you know ahead of their time. So again, with continued growth, that could see them um, push again. They do have their their veteran leaders like Jair, um, Giroud, Zlatan are still there. Maybe Origi can can bring them a little bit of different element, and, and Charles Diakatelier can also. Um, bring them something new. Uh, that hole in the middle, <clears throat> they have uh, been linked with Renato Sanchez uh, in Lille, who won the championship there uh, in France two years ago, would be a huge signing, and that would go a long way towards filling Kessie's shoes. Um, so look out for that one. If, if they can make that uh, addition, I think that would make them a really complete team again this year. Um, but obviously, they did enough last year, uh, and, and the team can you know, only develop with their with their young core. Despite that, I would struggle to call them favorites. I, I, I do think they are still behind uh, Inter uh, and probably Juventus as well, looking into the season when, when it comes, comes to the favorites. Um, Inter are strong, probably the best squad in Serie A. Uh, they've added Romelu Lukaku, who, you know, famously left Inter for Chelsea last year. Things did not go his way. He's back. Uh, you know, hopefully he can pick up where he left off. You know, if, if he really can, uh, and they keep this team mostly intact uh, as it is so far, you have to say um, Inter are probably the favorites. Uh, they also added Mkhitaryan, um, who can be uh, possibly like a, another option for Chalhanoglu, who he's had some rumors himself, uh, links to Liverpool. I don't know if I see that happening. Um, so hopefully he's still there and Mkhitaryan doesn't have to take on um, to, too much weight for the for the creative role in Inter. Um, but if they can keep that that uh, midfield and their back line intact, there's a lot of rumors there um, with, with players. I think their whole back line has been linked to every top Premier League club, but as of right now, um, they, they look like they're going to maintain uh, relative stability, and that and that will be key. Um, I again look for them to probably carry the the, the favorites mantle uh, into next season, as long as they, for the most part, keep the core that they've put together. They've had a few players go out the door, uh, not too many key players. Perisic is gone, who was their their left wing back, and has been really excellent um, for the last couple of years. Uh, to uh, to Tottenham in England now, um, so that's that's a potential hole to fill. But for the most part, they are looking strong again. Juventus have had uh, some changes, uh, most notably on the back line. Delict going out, sold for a fortune to Bayern, and Bremer comes in from Torino, uh, the Serie A defender of the year last year, uh, as a replacement. I think Juventus should be thrilled with that. Uh, Delict. While obviously a really strong player, never seemed to fit in there, was not loved by by the fans. Seems like he was either making mistakes or, or just playing unlucky handballs, 
some close fouls in the box. Uh, it wasn't working for him there. So I think they'll be happy with that change. Um, they saw Dybala, Bernardeschi, and Chiellini also go out the door. Uh, but Pogba and Di Maria come in for free. Uh, they're also looking at Raspadori. Uh, a lot of rumors going around for him. Uh, rumors that Raspadori might be going to Napoli as well. I've seen them linked with uh, Milinkovic-Savic uh, from Lazio, and that would be a really interesting buy. Uh, they have um, potential injury problems in the midfield now with Pogba, uh, hurt possibly long-term, uh, and McKenney as well out for a little while. Um, so that would be a, a purchase that would be really interesting to see uh, and could really solidify their midfield, which, to be honest, they, they, they do have a lot of options in that midfield. It's just kind of finding uh, the, the the right cocktail. Allegri mixed it up a lot last year um, for some reasons that I cannot explain. Continue to play Rabiot. Uh, hopefully, Rabiot doesn't see the field as much this year for uh, all of us neutrals who, who should turn on a Juventus match. But I do expect them to be strong. Uh, Allegri has options. I think he's going to instill that pragmatic uh, way into Juventus um, a- after another year. And we should see them uh, in, in old school Juventus style uh, really fight for, for, for the top spot. I would call them um, probably second favorites just behind Inter uh, with, with Milan not too far behind. So that's the top tier. I, I think the next tier, I call them the perennial challengers. We've got Napoli, Roma, Lazio, and Atalanta. Uh, any Napoli fans out there might be uh, a little upset to find them in this tier, but they've sustained some pretty tough losses uh, with, with, with Napoli. More losses than gains, you have to say. Uh, Insigne uh, has gone out the door uh, at Toronto now. Mertens is out of contract. It seems not likely that he'll come back. Uh, Malik has gone to Marseille. Koulibaly uh, has gone to Chelsea. I don't blame them for cashing in on Koulibaly. Uh, he's a 31-year-old defender. Seems like he still, you know, he doesn't have the mileage of uh, of some some other 31-year-olds. He's still in good form, but you know, if you're going to make a buck now, now's the time. So they brought in. Um, uh, Minje Kim uh, from Fenerbahce, a defender who I've seen a little bit about uh, over the years. He's been linked to Tottenham for uh, the last the last couple of transfer windows. So he's one I've seen. Uh, he seems like a good player, one who who should be able to fill in and cope with the league. Um, but those are big shoes to fill. They're rumored to be looking at Raspadori, as I mentioned before as well. That would go a long way towards making up uh, some of the uh, for some of the creativity that they they're losing in Mertens and and Insigne, um, and, and bring some attacking impetus uh, in into the lineup. If they could get in Raspadori and he can partner with uh, Osimhen like he did with Skamaka at Sassuolo, that could be a huge signing for them and 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 make them an exciting team to watch again. Um, but but I do think it's important that they, they that they get someone else in there uh, who who can make um, you know that kind of game breaking difference because I'm not sure they have it right now. Uh, they still have Zielinski, who was excellent for them um, in the first half of last year. His play kind of faded. Uh, they have Osman mentioned. Uh, I think Osman is excellent. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him 
you know, in the competition to, to, to lead the league in scoring this year. Um, and Guisa was excellent last year, and he'll be back. So there's a lot of talent there. Um, and I do expect them to be challenging for the top four. But at the moment, I'm not sure if they have quite quite enough there. And that is specifically because of teams like Roma. Uh, so Roma has, with much fanfare, brought in uh, Dybala from Juventus, uh, who's an excellent player. There, there's no doubting his talent. Uh, what he can bring to, to, to that team uh, is, is really, really exciting. Hopefully he can stay uh, injury-free. That's been a problem for him over the years, but but no denying uh, that that could be a really, really dynamic attack uh, with him joining Tammy Abraham up top, um, possibly Zaniolo. He's a guy who's, who's gotten a lot of interest uh, from overseas, if he's still there, uh, and, and Pellegrini there as well. Uh, Fertezzi is another player who's been linked with them from Sassuolo. That would bring um, a, a lot of control to their midfield, uh, joining Matic as well, who comes over from Man United. A player who uh, brings a lot of experience. He, he's late in his career, but he's a guy that Mourinho really trusts uh, to do a job for him in the midfield. With uh, Spinazzola, um, hopefully back to full health. Uh, they have a um, young player in Felix Afanajan and uh, looking likely to bring in Genie Wijnaldum. Again, um, another player in that midfield who can really control the game. I'm fascinated to see what they can do. I, I think Mourinho is starting to build this team in his image, and I would probably call them favorites for that for that number four spot. I, I, I do, I do look at them um, a, a, as a team who is uh, like likely to make the jump this year. As for the other half of Rome uh, over in Lazio, that's a team who I think could slip a little bit this year, uh, possibly go in the other direction. They haven't done too much in the transfer market of notes. Uh, they have Matias Vecino coming in uh, on a free from Inter. He was, uh, you know, deemed surplus to requirements there. But he's a player Sari knows um, from kind of way back in his time at Empoli. And Sari has some very specific things uh, of his players, so that 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 trust could be could be important. They brought in Romagnoli as well, not a world beater, but another guy who brings in some experience uh, and a goalkeeper, uh, Luis Maximiliano. On to take over for Pepe Reina, who's still kicking it uh, at uh, 40 years old just about now. I think he's almost 40. Uh, he went to Villarreal. Uh, and what I mentioned before uh, with uh, Milinkovic Savic uh, possibly being looked at by Juventus, that would be the death blow for Lazio. If they if they lose him and, and can't bring in a real replacement, um, that would that would see them you know, surely, surely drop out of the competition for, for, for top four, if, if they were even in it in the first place. But as things stand now, I, th- I do think they're on the outside looking in. Um, they'll, they'll probably be in the mix um, for, for, for Europe, for like a conference league spot. Uh, but that Milinkovic-Savage piece um, would, would, would be a huge loss for them, um, possibly seeing them drop down even lower uh, and the last team I mentioned in this tier is Atalanta. And uh, Atalanta, at the end of the day, uh, disappointed a little bit last year uh, based on how they had done in, in, in previous seasons with, with so many top four finishes. Uh, they, they ended up in eighth last year, but 
they're mostly you have to be forgiven uh, with, with all the injuries they dealt with, um, the constant conveyor belt of talent um, into and out of that team. You really have to just commend them for the job that they do, constantly refreshing that squad. Um, they haven't done much this offseason. Uh, they've purchased uh, a player, Ederson, who was uh, a real key player in Salernitana's survival last year. Some talent infusion is a good thing, but really just being healthy um, could be the thing that makes the difference and sees them challenge for top four again. I expect them to to, to be back in the mix for that that, that top four. I, I would probably pick them to finish um, in, in like fifth or sixth this year, um, but I think they'll they'll put pressure on teams uh, like Roma and Napoli uh, in in that race for that last Champions League spot. My next tier I call the mid-tablers, and uh, these are the teams who are, are really serious staples at this point, uh, often finding themselves some, some, somewhere in the middle, uh, sometimes in a relegation scrap here and there, occasionally challenging uh, for European places. Uh, you, you might see one or two of these teams from time to time, um, but that's Fiorentina, Torino, Bologna, Udinese, and Sampdoria. I'll start with Fiorentina, uh, who's probably the most aspirational of uh, that group that I just mentioned. Uh, and on the transfer front, uh, we see them bringing in an interesting player, Luka Jovic, uh, who's had just a terrible time at Real Madrid over the last couple of years uh, after really tearing it up in Germany with Frankfurt. Uh, if he can rediscover his form, they, they might finally have the replacement for Vlaovic um, that, that they'll really need if they're going to challenge um, the, for the top of the league again. They really had a good season last year. Uh, they had Vlaovic for the first half before selling him to, to Juventus. They brought in Cabral um, as a potential replacement. He looked really good. He's a talented player, um, but but didn't score too many goals for them. Uh, if he can combine with Jovic and, and, and Jovic can, can kind of rediscover that form that made him such an exciting prospect back uh, a couple years ago when, when Madrid wanted him, um, that could be a really interesting team. Uh, there is some talent on the team. Uh, they have uh, Amrabat, who's a good uh, de- center defensive midfielder. Uh, and I hear they're also looking at Los Celso. Um, there, there's rumors to s- some other midfielders. If they can bring in a player like a Giovanni Los Celso uh, from Tottenham, who was on loan with uh, Villarreal, an important player for them in their impressive Champions League run, um, that could really push them um, to, to another level. I think they would do really well to finish in seventh again. Um, but, but again, a, a player like Lo Celso could, could potentially um, have them w- w- with their sights set just a little bit higher. Uh, Torino is a team who I think will struggle this year. Uh, they lost Bremer uh, to, to Juventus, who was you know one of the best defenders in Serie A last year. Um, it's looking very likely that they're going to lose Belotti uh, to Roma, who, who's out of contract there. Um, and and I'm looking at the rest of their business, I, I couldn't tell you much about, about the rest of them. Um, but they just seem like a club that just is kind of stuck. Uh, and if they don't have uh, any other uh, answers, they, they can't change, they can't evolve, I, I just certainly don't expect them to move forward. Um, so I think this could potentially be a year uh, where we see Torino struggle. Uh, another team uh, in that tier is Bologna. Bologna are really the, the consummate 
mid-table team um, just destined for like the, the 10, 11, 12 spot every year. Uh, they had some key sales uh, in the summer. They sold Aaron Hickey, who's a 20-year-old, um, who was really exciting uh, wing back for them to Brentford. Uh, he was he was really their 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 shining star last year. Um, they also lost a few other players, Matthias Vonberg, uh, Arthur Teat, outgoing. Um, but I think Sinisa Mihalovic is a is a really good coach. He's got a lot of Serie A experience um, and has done a really good job developing players uh, in his time there. So as long as that continues, I, I would expect them to be pretty safely mid table again in the upcoming season. Let's see, the next team uh, in this tier I have is uh, Udinese. The key men for Udinese last year uh, were the well-traveled uh, De La Feu, uh, and Beto, uh, who both return. Uh, they lost Newell Molina to Atletico Madrid, uh, who they sold for uh, you know a, a good few bucks. Um, they seem to have reinvested that money in, in the handful of bargain transfers. No one who, who jumps off the page to me. Um, it's a club I often find myself rooting for. Uh, and it looks like they, they have some relative stability going into the next season. Um, and, and I hope to see them pushing, um, pushing into the top half. Um, but, but again, they're, they're a club that at least I don't expect them to, to be in any kind of uh, relegation trouble. The last team in this tier uh, I had is Sampdoria, and this is a team who I expect uh, could find themselves in some trouble. They were really not good in, in large stretches last year. They brought back uh, Rincon and Caputo uh, along with uh, Candreva, so they still have some experienced players, but they, they, they're going to need an infusion of talent. Uh, and it's looking more and more likely that Damsgaard uh, will be sold to Brentford, and that would be a big loss. So I, I think this is a team that really is going to need something or, or going to need to see some young players develop uh, if they're going to find themselves um, out of trouble this year. Um, but I, I, I would count on them being, being, in for, being in for a fight. This next tier I call the exciting up-and-comers with three teams here, Sassuolo, Hellas, Verona, and Empoli. Uh, you might argue with Sassuolo being in this tier. To be honest, they, they really do belong in the mid-table tier. They've been in Serie A for, I think, 10 years at this point or just about, and pretty much all of them, they've, they've ended in, in 8th to, to 12th place. But I feel like they're they're a little too exciting for 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 the mid tables tier. Those, those teams seem to be a little bit boring to me. So they deserved a little bit more of a, an exciting designation. So I'll start with them. Uh, they're a team who has lost uh, a lot of players or are looking to to lose some important players. Uh, the one that is already out the door for sure is Skamaka. Uh, who's gone to West Ham. Uh, he scored a lot of goals for Sassuolo last year. That will be difficult to replace. Um, he's a player that I like a lot. I expect him to, to, to do well in England. Um, and he formed a really uh, a really dynamic front three uh, with Berardi and Raspadori, who I've already talked about being rumored elsewhere. There are some Berardi rumors out there too. Um, he seems more like a family man and We'll, we'll probably stick around. Um, he, he doesn't seem the type to, 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 to jump ship for, for a few bucks. Um, so he might stay. Uh, but 
with Vertezzi also being rumored to Roma, um, those are some big losses if they were to lose Raspadori and, and, and Vertezzi, who, who formed a really nice midfield partnership with Maxime Lopez last year. They have brought in two uh, potentially interesting players, a young uh, Uruguayan forward, Augustine Alvarez, and uh, an attacking midfielder uh, from Norway, Christian Tortvet. Uh, you know, fact check me if you're a Norwegian speaker on that one. Um, send me a message, help me out. Those are two interesting players who who they are probably looking for um, to to have to contribute uh, right away, particularly if they lose all the other players that I that I just mentioned. They're they're a team who are similar to Atalanta, have really punched above their weight. Um, and have been very impressive at, at filling in gaps um, for players who, who have gone out the door. But it seems like a lot uh, th- this year, potentially. So if they can uh, keep up their tradition of, of finishing right around mid-table, uh, success relative to their size, and I'm rooting for them to do it, uh, I wouldn't bet against them. But this year could be could be a little bit tougher. I don't think they'll find themselves in, in serious relegation trouble um but but if they if all those players go out the door um it could be could be a trickier season for them this year uh the next team i have in the tier that i mentioned was hellas verona hellas verona were a fun watch last year um they've been in the league for uh three years now the finishes in ninth tenth and ninth place uh in those three years and long may it continue. Um, they're an entertaining side and, and, and definitely one that I'm looking forward to following more closely this year. Um, they brought in a few players, uh, no one that I, I, I can talk too much about, uh, but I hope to see them challenging uh, for the top half again. There have been some um, Simeone uh, rumors who really scored the goals for them last year uh, and was one of the one of the leading scorers in the league. Uh, tied with Tammy Abraham on 17, actually, as I'm looking at the charts here. Um, so that would be a big loss for them. But if they can hold on to, to Giovanni Simeone, um, I would expect them to, to, to again, be fighting for those uh, mid-table spots. Um, and uh, I'd, I'd like to see them improve. The third team I have in the exciting up-and-comers tier is Empoli. Uh, they were another really entertaining side last season. They had some really, really impressive performances against top teams. Some not, not so impressive, but they, but they always go for it. So uh, a good team for the neutrals to root for. Definitely not a team that is a, is a sure thing to, to stick around in the league long term. Uh, they had a manager change last year, uh, despite doing well. Uh, they brought in Paolo Zanetti, who is, uh, relegated with Venezia, so that's an interesting move. Uh, they also lost their leading scorer, Andrea Pinamonti, a uh, good young player who was on loan from Inter. Uh, he's returned there, um, so they'll have to make up for, for, for those goals. They brought in uh, old head Mattia Destro from uh, Genoa last year, uh, who can still score a few, uh, but they'll, they'll have some work to do if they're going to replicate what they did last season, but a team that's uh, easy to root for, easy to get behind. In the last tier of teams, our last year's survivors and this year's new boys have got them lumped together. That is Spezia Salernitana, who uh, were promoted last year. And, and the new teams this year are Monza, Cremonese, and Lecce. Uh, Spezia and Salernitana, both teams that were fighting relegation pretty hard for, for most of last year. Um, not too much to say uh, on, on Spezia specifically, except that they did really well late in the season. 
uh, to, to fight their way clear with a few games to spare uh, of the relegation places. Salerno Tahana, uh, they were a great chaos club last year. They were horrible early in the season. They looked um, like a sure bet to be relegated. They also looked like nearly a sure bet to be blinked out of existence uh, until the buyer came through uh, in the 11th hour, like literally five minutes before the, the club was set to be dissolved uh, before the new year started. So that was really interesting to come back from that and actually survive and stay in the league was was super impressive. They sold key player Ederson, who I mentioned, uh, to Atalanta. Uh, they brought back uh, young Italian national center back Matteo Lovato in return. Uh, so if he can be a strong player for them, if they can reinvest uh, some of the rest of that money well, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them survive again. And I'm rooting for them to do it. Uh, I tend to root for the Southern clubs. There's you know, not, not enough in Serie A, so hope, hope, hoping they can uh, stick around. Uh, another Southern club, Lecce. Uh, was the uh, were, were the winners in Serie B last year, and were promoted that way. Uh, don't know if if they have what it takes to really compete in Serie A this year. We'll we'll see. Uh, they did unfortunately have to sell their leading scorer and actually the Serie B leading scorer for the last two years, uh, Massimo Coda to to Genoa, who who they passed going the other direction. Um, so. Nice signing for Genoa, um, potentially a loss for for Lecce. So we'll see how they're able to replace his goals and if they have enough to survive. Uh, Cremonese, the the other team um, that made uh, automatic promotion from Serie B, uh, they'll lose uh, a key player who they had on loan from Juve in Nicky Beans, Nicolo Fagioli. Uh, interestingly, Cremonese were one of the youngest teams. Uh, I, I saw that when I was doing my research here. I think on average they were like the second or third youngest team in Serie B. Um, they brought in Vlad Chiriches from Sassuolo. He's uh, a guy with some Serie A experience to complement their youth. Um, but I would expect both uh, Lecce and Cremonese to, to, to struggle. We'll see how they do. Uh, and the last team is Monza. Monza earned promotion through the uh, Serie B playoff. Uh, they have shown a lot of ambition. They've gathered up uh, a, a lot of inexpensive players with, with Serie A uh, experience, including uh, Andrea Ranocchia, who was out of contract with, with, with Inter, um, and some bigger splashes for, for Stefano Sensi, also from Inter, and Matteo Pesina from Atalanta. And that is a really, a really good signing. That's, that's a, a serious, uh, Syria, uh, talent. Um, I believe that deal contains, it, it's a loan, but I think it contains an obligation to buy, uh, if, if they stay up in Syria, uh, it's a nice, clever way of doing, do, doing a contract. Um, they also have a new, uh, goalkeeper in, uh, Cagliari's, uh, Alessio Cranio, who has proven to be a really solid uh, Serie A level goalkeeper. Um, so all those moves, they look set up nicely to, to be a team that's not only going to survive, but definitely has potential to, to push potentially for the top half. So they'll be interesting to see all with Berlusconi at the helm. Um, it can't help, but, but think this is a team with potential for uh, some volatility, uh, but definitely brought in some talent. So they will be uh, interesting to keep an eye on. So that's it for the Serie A wrap-up. Uh, not going to dive in too deeply to, to Serie B transfers, but one of note is Sesc Fabregas going to Como. That is 
awesome for the league. I'm super excited to see him there. I think I think the deal contains some shares uh, of ownership in the club. So he's got a nice setup up there. Uh, beautiful city, uh, beautiful area in, in northern Italy there. So I think he's going to enjoy himself. But I'm excited to see him see him play in the league. So that's one to look out for if you are a Serie B fan. And lastly, just real quick, I wanted to touch on the Coppa Italia, uh, which just kicked off last weekend with uh, four matches. It's the four promoted teams uh, from Serie C to Serie B playing against um, the top four ranked teams um, remaining in, in Serie C from, from last season. So it's the three second place teams from uh, each of uh, the Gironi and uh, fourth team, um, you know, the, the highest ranked third place finisher um, gets entry to the tournament. We saw uh, three out of the four promoted teams uh, come away with, with the victory. It was a Suti role being the, the only Serie B team that lost. Uh, they lost three to one to Feral Pisalo. Modena uh, beat Catanzaro three to one. Bari beat Padova, who uh, was the team that lost to Palermo in the promotion final last year. Um, Bari, Bari won that match 3-0. And uh, Palermo won against Reggiana 3-1. Uh, Palermo is obviously, that's, that's, that's my team. Uh, you might have uh, heard me talk about them a little bit on, on, on the first episode that, that we did. So I, I caught the highlights of that one. All three goals scored from last year's hero, Matteo Bronori, who was the leading scorer by some margin in Serie C last year and will be an important player uh, if they have uh, hopes of doing well in, in Serie B this year. In other Palermo news, I don't think this was official when we talked last, but they have officially been taken over by, by the City Football Group. So... I've got tons of mixed feelings about that. I don't. I don't love the idea of of nation states and oil money being mixed up in football, but kind of the way of the world here. So we'll see how that goes. They they haven't made any huge splashes. They're they're not here uh, bringing in stars. They, they weren't the ones to bring Cesc Fabregas over to the league. Um, but it, it certainly is something huge for their their stability going forward. Uh, at the very least. They also saw a manager change um, with uh, old manager and, and former player Eugenio Corini taking over for Silvio Baldini um, right before right before the season starts, which which is really interesting. I guess there was just some differences of philosophy with Baldini, hoping uh, different types of players would be brought in, and the team kind of taking the stance that they want to kind of dip their toe slowly uh, into reshaping the team, which which, which seems potentially uh, a prudent way to go. Um, they, they should be good enough to survive this year. So I think they, they want to get a good look at what they have before splashing the cash, which at some point I do expect them to do. So that's just a quick recap on the Coppa Italia, the, the next round, which is technically called the first round. Uh, the, those four matches I talked about were the preliminary round. So first round actually kicks off this, this coming weekend. See some matches on Friday. Uh, if you are interested in that, and the Serie A, Serie A B seasons kick off the following weekend, and we're looking forward to it. Until then, thanks for joining me on the Serie A V podcast right here. Any questions, comments, love, hate, send it on over. I uh, got the Twitter handle going at Serie A V pod. So hit us up over there if you've got anything at all to say about the couch show. And I'm all done for now. Ciao.
prigioniero dentro al carcere infinito Mi sentirei se tu non fossi nel mio cuore Starei nascosto come molti dietro a un dito 